Welcome back to another episode of Capes and Tights, a comic book and pop culture podcast with your host, Adam Morissette and Justin Soderbergh. That's me. That's Adam over there. If you're watching the video. If you're listening to the podcast on the in your car, you can't see us, but no. Adam is quote unquote sitting next to me um, 10 minutes from me, but soon to be how many hours away? Ooh, man. 21 by car, but, but I say, I say soon air. to be, but technically yeah. when this airs, you're actually already there. So in the future, how, exactly. I won't how, be here. How is Illinois? How was the it's, move? It's great. Uh, Everything my office perfect. here, my office here intentionally looks exactly like the, uh, the one I had in Maine. You cut the wall out and brought it with you. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Track. yeah. It's I all took a like, picture. I, <laughs> I took a picture of that wall and now I have a pull down backdrop of that really boring wall. Yep. <laughs> with a, and it really, I don't know how you do it. You took a picture with a bunch of different comic books on it. Is that what it is? I, so each yeah. time we have a new one, you have to oh, like, I, what, what are we talking about today? I'm going to put that I, one. On. I have 15 <laughs> different pull downs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're, oh. we're going to continue doing this remotely and have some fun with it, but it's star Wars week here at capes and tights. And uh, I think every week should be star Wars. Week. Every yeah, I mean, week I like, star Wars week. I just felt like it. I think we're. I want to do another small one, not an actual like full on one. I want to do an extra bonus episode in December if you're down with it to talk the Star Wars holiday special. I think oh, that God, is yes. a big one. I think it'd be a fun one. I was trying to fit it into this week, but I was like, it doesn't yep. fit because it's not a holiday season. But like, it's necessary. I think we need. Oh, to talk absolutely. About it. I think we need to talk about. It. But today we're talking episode two, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. That was an intentional silence. Again, it's yes. funnier on video, but yeah, yes. it's, it's, this is like the moment of the intervention when everybody like, okay, do you want to start or should I start or? I think it's telling <laughs> how many people didn't like episode one. Okay. Mm-hmm. That they were not, that they didn't like it. They were, they were frustrated. Cause I feel like there's a difference between liking something and annoyed that it's not the way that you wanted it to be. Like we talked about in episode one, we talked about yesterday's episode was episode one, how we like the hype was all there. So when you hype it up to try to like match four five and six episodes right. and it didn't meet that or like what people have a preconceived notion of what they wanted it to be in their head. And now it's not what they wanted that the first movie made what, what I say? 1.1 billion or something like yep. that. This made 653.8 million almost 400 million less than episode one made. That's fair. And it, that's telling, I would think, right? Yep, sure. It, it, no one wanted to go out and see the second movie because of how disappointed they were with the first movie. Yep. And here's my question to you, just broadly, Adam. Yes. Were they right not going to see this movie? I mean, they were, but I think your thing, and I, I agree, I'm 100% yeah. with you on this, is like my memory, though, is like I was jazzed after the first mm-hmm. movie my heart was broken in the second movie. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe in retrospect, some people were like, I hated the first one too. But as we said last week, I really, the, fu- the first one was fun. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited for the next one. And holy God, I remember leaving the theater going, not, I wouldn't say I didn't like it because it was Star Wars, but I remember yeah. it was the first time I, I, inside I was like, oh God, that was really not what I expected. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with you. I love the first one, but this is, this is where it changes. Yes. And I, so I, I is is Anakin young Anakin or is Hayden Christensen Anakin better Anakin in your opinion? Oh, child Anakin is a hundred times better than than adult Anakin. Adult Anakin just makes me uh, thinks of a a, 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 a um, spoiled teenager. Yes. He just treats this like like he knows he has disabilities. He knows all this stuff. And he just knows. He, I don't need your opinion. I don't need your help. I don't. I can just do it all on my yep. own. And, and the truth of the matter is he couldn't because he's the guy. He's the reason why your parents wanted you to check in with them when you get out of school. And you didn't go to the seedy alley and hang out with the people that could turn yep. you the wrong way. That's that's him. And yep. that o- Obi-Wan was the one saying, no, no, no. We should hang out and do something fun like cust- uh, community service. <laughs> And then yeah, the dark exactly. side's more like, hey, come come towards me, which obviously isn't fully there yet. But like you can tell that this towards the end of this film where he just is like, I it's you're not gonna see the the light side, the, the good side of this thing. He's gonna go dark. Um but yeah, I, that, maybe yeah. and that's my whole thing. It's like, yes and no. And what and then just generally, I don't know what I'm trying to to learn here is like my whole feeling with that. So I, I totally agree with you with that light 
dark side balance, but man, like, I'm just not sure what it means. <laughs> exactly. The, the other things about these things, if you look at them back now and I'm watching this one <clears throat> is again, is that feeling back in the early two thousands when we were excited to see these things. Like when, when R2D2 comes back on the screen again, you're like, Ooh, when C3PO shows up, you're like, Ooh, look at this all, all like dirty and stuff like that. Uh, it brings back some of the nostalgic again from episode one, but like also yep. from four five and six, where you're like, I know where these characters go. And those C-3PO and uh, R2-D2 and let's see, that's basically it that you see in these movies were also exactly the same, quote unquote, in like same actors and everything in the next movies. All these other movies, Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Hayden Christensen, Samuel L. Jackson, Christopher Lee, all these people are not in the early movies, if that makes any sense. So seeing those characters like, oh, it's another way that like watching Moon Knight or some of these other shows that connect to the MCU, you see them name one small thing you're like oh i know what that's all about and that's the same thing with these like, small pieces of r2d2 and, and c3po really don't make they're not like hugely effective in these movies like they're not like saving the day every day but like no, you see it, and that way it's another way for you to connect the two movies to, all the movies together is with these droids which is kind of funny if you think about it can we boil it down to that the droids yeah. are really the big stars well, and that's what I mean. If you want to go down the rabbit hole of that on the internet, it's actually, it's, it's great. I mean, there's whole fan theories that like, of course, the story is about C-3PO and R2-D2. They're in all of them. And, but there's one great one that I'm not even going to attempt to recreate, but about how it's actually R2 that's the big like operative for the, the rebellion and that it's really the story of how he saves everybody, which is awesome. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's really the one big thing that, that, endures through the three movies yeah. is the droids because like i said it's even it's hard to make a mental connection from yes. christian sin to what comes later even so like it doesn't feel like a continuity and it's i mean it, they do get the benefit of the doubt of having hayden christensen who doesn't i guess he kind of looks like he would be a grown-up version you know yeah kind of I, of the grown-up maybe. version of the, yeah, but like not really but also the benefit we get and they get is they could have picked anybody to play him because right. you know you basically see a really old shrivelly Darth Vader at the end taking his helmet off right uh, in, in in the first original trilogy but other than that he's wearing a mask the whole time so you literally could have gotten anybody and of course. and so they honestly would have been great if they didn't show him taking his mask off helmet off at the end they could have probably cast yeah. a black actor because a black actor was the voice of Darth Vader it would yeah. have been it would have been a fun twist of a oh my gosh we never pictured him like because obviously back yep. in the when the Star Wars coming out no one pictured anybody being black but that's a different story <laughs> um, oh yeah it, it, is that they could have made Darth Vader a, a, a African American like it would have been great because he again he voiced by yep. an African American but they obviously had to go back and pick a Hayden Christensen style person because of the fact that he was white when they right. took the helmet off but and and that and Hayden Christensen is like you know he is guys we've said before so much flack for this mm-hmm. and my thing with Hayden Christensen is like the, it was just the writing I mean the mm-hmm. dialogue was so bad so like blaming Hayden Christensen also like I don't know who could have delivered that dialogue seriously like you mentioned it's really like the whiniest teenager dialogue ever but like I, I think that Hayden Christensen though I hope they're able to salvage somehow like now because yes. I think he's a great actor yeah I, I agree too and I felt like if you if you if you think it down to it more like breaking it down like we are kind of on the podcast is right. there is multiple levels there's writing there's directing there's producing there's acting mm-hmm. on that is that Hayden Christensen probably nailed it the way it was supposed to be nailed like he yep. probably acted it the way the script was actually written but it wasn't written very well <laughs> like it was it was yep. not like you need to be this whiny annoying and he was annoying he, he oh he, yeah we talked about episode one it made me think oh Anakin Skywalker is so innocent so cute he's going to be Darth Vader? No. And in this movie, it made me right. think of, no shit, he's going to come Darth Vader because he's a tool bag. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's awful. So there is that, you know, and that's, that it's not really whiny, Hayden Christian's fault kind of thing. No, because like you said, I, he he was a great whiny child. I don't know if the, maybe the whiny child writing was supposed to make him seem more innocent. Like, you know, he, he's not just turning to the dark. Look at him. He's a kid. I mean, he talks like a kid. He's so, I mean, if we look at it in that lens, at, that's pretty excellently yeah. what Hayden Christensen pulled off is the most annoying teenager 
emo, crying, whining teenager you've ever met. Like, Which it brings me back to the Jar Jar Binks thing, with like it it totally not being Abed, Abed Best's fault. He he acted it the way George Lucas wanted him to act it, and now yep. he gets crap for it. Hayden Sh- Christensen gets a bunch of crap for playing yep. Anakin Skywalker, and hopefully, I mean, there you know he's gonna be in Obi Wan, right? I believe he's gonna be in the Obi Wan show and yep. uh, Hayden. So like, hopefully, there's some some salvaging there and people getting past it. The whole idea I mentioned before about Bill Buckner and the Red Sox and like one point they came yep. back and like cheered him and stuff like that. Like hopefully they get past that. Like it's not hundred percent. the Like no one blamed Ewan McGregor or Natalie Portman for, I mean, nope. some people didn't like Natalie Portman as much, but like Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman for like why the first three movies weren't everybody's favorites. Like, you know, I don't know. But what I will say is as we get into episode three, the next episode is there was a jump back up in sales. Yes. And so what it was is I do think this was a direct connection to the fact that people didn't like episode one or were not happy with episode sure. one. So they didn't go out and see episode two as much, or maybe they went, or the same number of people went out and saw it. They just never went and saw it a second time. Like yeah. that's what I think the first movie had was like, well, maybe if I go see it again, I'll, I'll change my yeah. tune. This one, well, I think that's, less people. That was my experience. Like yeah. I remember going back and seeing the first one multiple times. Cause like you said, I, there were, there were good Easter eggs. There were little plants of things, but like, I almost have, I, I remember going to attack of the clones only because I remember people standing and cheering when Yoda pulls out his lightsaber. Yeah. But I don't, I know I never went back and saw it. It, it, it's it's interesting because I like to say that that's the same thing that happens nowadays with a lot of movies. Yep, is a lot of these Marvel movies and Star Wars movies and all that stuff are always going to get multiple multiple viewings. The our, our buds over at the Friends from Work podcast, they were talking about it's kind of funny how they get they've grown their MCU podcast to a point where they get screeners. And so they get to see the episodes of TV shows or the movies ahead of time uh, on their TV with like a big watermark across the river so they can do some reviews on it. Um, But they still go see the theaters to see it. So it's like there are, and they go see it multiple times. And it's the same thing. I saw Iron Man one, three, four times in the theaters. I think I saw Endgame two or three times in the theaters. And so like, that's what eventually some of these movies, I don't think I ever went and saw like, I don't think I saw the notebook in theaters, but like if I, if I went to saw the notebook, I don't think I'd go see it again in the theaters. Right, and that's the right. difference between some of these pop culture style movies or these comic book related genre movies is yep. that a lot of these people want to go see them in the theaters two, three, four times um, pre pandemic. A lot of us like you and I are like tiptoeing into the theaters. Exactly. <laughs> Not going three or four times right now, but um, some good things about the movie. I do love uh, some of it, like showing the magnitude of Coruscant with the size of the city yeah. with the little the the, the 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 race and things through the city at the very towards the beginning um it shows like they were able to do with special effects nowadays they probably couldn't have done yep. in the original trilogy is because they can show these massive massive places that are like an entire planet it's a city and that's kind of cool um the, the funny thing about that is though that that whole chase scene where the like slug things are climbing yes. on. Oh uh, my God. Padme is when he jumps out the window and grabs onto the thing. I'm like, that thing has some pretty good strength to hold a full grown male flying that, through the city. Yes. That whole but, scene is ridiculous. <laughs> I, that, and then that following scene yeah. and where he's like, oh, I hate when he does that, yeah. you know, leaning over the side of the car, which he like he just did he just jumped out the window like you said and grabbed that droid what is yes. happening here <laughs> and then like and then like uh Obi- or uh, anakin fall like jumps off like he's like almost like and he jumps off like freaking hugh jackman yep. is wolverine smelling something going on and obviously they have the force and all that stuff and i understand that but then that's a long fall to just like land yeah. on a ship and and be fine with it and it's like you know jedis if you think about it if you forget all other comic book related things jedis are superheroes yep. in the star wars world like obviously that makes sense but like i don't know that was pretty unbelievable where he just jumped out of the thing and then landed no no, no ships and hit him no nothing <laughs> and maybe uh, that's the thing you know is on that point as we try to salvage something i mean this movie is clearly trying to say that the jedi are losing connection with the force like mm-hmm. things aren't they even say like oh now we can't even see things everything's clouded like so that's one of those where I think we can take that for like the larger canon. They did a good job of that in this movie, but I mean, just like the way they pulled it off was, was so sloppy, but I mean, I guess it was almost slapstick comedy yes. in the way they did it. But if you had understood that you would have been like, Oh man, like you said, 
in almost every scene with the Jedi, you're like, why didn't you use the force? I mean, like people like fist fight, like there's, doesn't Obi-Wan like fist fight with Django Fett in that rainy, (laughs) weird town. And it's like Batman with, why don't you shoot him in the face the whole time? He's fist fighting. He can use the force or a lightsaber. He does neither. Like, and, and that's funny because like, I'm a big fan of the, the character Spawn and Spawn has like his powers are basically like like when you're actually playing a video game and you have your your bar at the top. Yep. You only have a certain amount before it regenerates to a point where you can get it um, is his, his powers are, are, are pseudo that style where it's like if you use it too much, you can't have it or um, Franklin Richards in the comic books uh, for Fantastic Four only has a finite number of powers he can use his entire sure. lifetime. And so like whenever he uses it, he says, oh, I need to use it the right way to yeah. do that. That's what I'm, we're understanding is that's not how the Jedis work. And no. the fact that you could use the force all day long and until you actually obviously tire yourself out, it is it is using a lot of energy to do it, um, that you could use it. So this whole Django Fett fight or other fights like why wouldn't when we're playing the the even the Legos Star Wars yes. games, you can use the force to move things and do shit. Like I don't understand it. It's like the whole reason for the thing, man, is the <laughs> yes. force. Like so so it is, and I had never even really thought about it, but it's like it's all the time. Like you said, it's the why are you jumping out the window and holding on to this? There are a thousand different things you could have done in that situation. Or like, like you said, Anakin jumping out, like. The, I mean, maybe there's some force involved there, but it doesn't seem so. It looks like he's looking around and smelling the air. Yes. Like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, the, speaking of the jumping out the window, Edward, I don't know if you noticed later on, like, I don't know if it's toward, I forget now, I just remember seeing it. There's a dr- couple of droids replacing the window. Oh, that's cool. On the thing. And that's like one of those things that you never really see is like things get yep. destroyed, but you never see people cleaning them up or fixing things. And it's like, it's what you see. It's like, if you're like watching, they're like, it's like a B shot where they're like rolling up and they're showing yep. the pallet, the Padme's little area. And there's like these two flying droids replacing this circular or like half circle yep. piece of glass. And I thought it was pretty funny. I'm like, okay, so they thought about it because they obviously jumped out the window and did she just sleep with the window open that night or what, what happened after that? Well, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> well, and, and even that, like the first, like, was it, let's see, there's the attack. The attack on yeah. her is the little worms, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that's the method you choose. Mm-hmm. Like a weird droid that drops like venomous snakes in your room. I just feel like again in the future, like what don't we have like thermal detonators? Yes, because I, they use those a lot too. Well, we just not- we watched the Book of Boba Fett. We reviewed the Book of Boba Fett, and it's like they have full on battles with like missiles and like and and, and bombs and guns and all this stuff. And you send in this inconspicuous like are they? There's yeah. no real reason why they need to make it so that people don't know why she died, right? There's no like. There's no like you have to poison her so people can't well, no, figure out I mean, who did it. It's like it doesn't like it seems like bounty hunters are killing people all over the place. So like, why do you need to like? Could you just fly up there with your thing with a rocket launcher and just yeah. blow the whole thing up? And you maybe like, kill and, a few Jedi at the time. Like, and wasn't that what they were like just trying to do yes. before they decided to use the little snakes? Mm-hmm. They were like chasing her around. They blew, and, up, the she, ship. I, they blew up the ship. Yeah, I mean, it's this isn't subtle at this point. No. Like, well, the other thing I think a complaint I have, and this like I said, we love like just so everybody knows. Adam and I love the Star Wars universe. Like the mm-hmm. Star Wars universe to me is it's the MCU and then like MCU and then Star Wars is like just below yep. that. Like that's why things, everything else can be, you know, I love the ter- Ninja Turtles and I love some yep. DC stuff and stuff like that. But like every, it's basically my two big properties are Marvel, Star Wars. And so there's not like a full on complaints. There's a lot of complaints about these movies. But what I want to say is in the book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett did very little bounty hunting himself. You know what I mean? Like the Mandalorian did more bounty hunting himself than Book of Boba Fett does. And he's one of the most iconic bounty hunters you have in the Star Wars universe. It's the same thing in this one. Jango Fett was supposed to be killing Padme, right? He was hired to kill Padme, right? Is that the the theory? He hired someone else to do it? Yes. So (laughs) Palpatine hired Dooku and Dooku hired Jango Fett. And Django Fett Angel. hired that person. And then that was supposed to confuse everything, I think. So, but it seems like if they'd have gone the quiet worm route first, none of that would have been necessary. Well, I'm just laughing because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, so all these people are just subcontracting this out. So is yes. Django Fett an actual bounty hunter or is he just, is he a general contractor? Like, well, And I think you hit the nail on the head. That's part of the problem with these movies is this is partially a movie about trade negotiations and labor disputes and subcontractors and contractors and like 
people are building the Death Star, people are building clone armies. So my thing is, that's a great way to sum up this movie. I had so high hopes for it, but it ended up being about like weird trade disputes and about where where Luke, uh, George Lucas thought that would right. be everybody's like woohoo like we maybe don't watch CNN like, enough like <laughs> if, if Star Wars brought in the like construction crowd and the contractor crowd then like their money would go up so like hey guys this is about the guys who built the Death Star but my God that's boring <laughs> well maybe George Lucas watched Clerks. And saw the star, Ooh, stars or clerks yeah. arguing about the yep. general contractors on the Death Star, and when they blew up the Death Star, that they killed innocent people. And he's like, "Well, we have to have, we need to make them look good yeah. in this movie." That's that's actually that's going to be my new going theory for now. And Kevin is Smith will... is to thank for all of that. Yes. Oh wait, hold on. Is, that... is Kevin Smith to thank for these three movies? Then oh shit. But that would oh. so Clerks <laughs> is the one that like knew that he knew that george lucas knew that he took a hit on the jaw on that one yeah like, oh man i forgot about the workers and the laborers i'm gonna change that ever seen a movie about the labor department in your state <sighs> so the other things i want to laugh about this movie and things that again they're not like huge just little nitpicky things is yeah. a dex the chef that obi-wan meets uh, about the dart and so that reminds me of a character from monsters inc Yes. First of all, like I feel like he should have been some sort of monster scaring someone in their bedroom. A uh, little less, little more animation, a little more Pixar. Up, he would look like that. Uh, and then on top of that, um, the bugs in the battle scene, where they're like, first of all, why don't people just kill people? Yep. Let's whole like we've known this since the beginning of time. Any movie when you put someone up there and chain them up and have monsters come up and kill yes. them, they're gonna escape and they're not gonna die. What's the point? If you're executing yep. someone, take a gun, shoot him in the head, get it over with. This would been, this movie yep. would have been done midway through the movie. Yeah. If they just would have done that. I don't understand them. And, and this obsession with like everything being like a gladiator combat yeah. scenario, like you said, but the like bugs on that one reminded me of the movie yes. freaking uh, Bugs Life. Like and and well, and to go back to your original point, the dude in the diner. Yeah. Like back to my point about the Jedi. Like that's. If we're at the point that like this cook is the only dude that knows this, what apparently is like the rarest assassin dart in the universe, but somehow the Jedi do not have a computer or anything. What does he yeah. say? Like the droids just read yes. the symbols. Yes. Well, right. That's where we thought then the, the human counterparts, the Jedi came in, but apparently they have no function anymore, like whatsoever. Oh, and speaking of the, the dart is so yeah. Django Fett, subcontracted to this other mm -hmm. bounty hunter to kill yes. with the bugs, but that Django Fett was in town because obviously Django Fett was the one that mm -hmm. shot the bounty hunter in the neck a, with the dart because he's a he didn't get thing done. So why, if he was already there, why wouldn't he be the one that did that? Right. I, I guess, I guess, cause he likes, he's just like that micromanaging boss. He wants to be there. And, but yeah, it is. I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand the assassination plots, the subcontracting of assassinations. I just, and I don't understand, like, I, again, maybe this is the problem with the story where it's not developed. Every scene we have with the Jedi, apparently they're aware that they can't do anything anymore. Yes. But the rest of the movie suggests that they, they really can. And then the mm -hmm. rest of the saga suggests they really can. But like you said, but it, meanwhile, man, people are sneaking around. Nobody knows they're there. And the other, like, so speaking of the darts, and then he goes and finds Dex and talks to Dex about it, yep. and Dex tells him, and um, he goes to Camino or finds out that Camino is probably there, but it's not yep. on the map, or whatever. That you know, it's so the so someone deleted out of the system <laughs> the actual planet, but didn't cover up the tracks enough to show that there's a planet there. They like just like they deleted the name of the file and yes. like made it. They put it as untitled. Yes. That was like the level of the subterfuge that oh and so and the kids, the one that goes, I think somebody changed the title of the file. And yeah. they're like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that kid's that kid's nobody. That kid turns out to be yep. a freaking Jedi someday. Like a, a, a warlord someday. But um, probably so the communal people, he goes there. And so I'm leading to believe he shows up there that he's going to be in a big trouble because he finds out about something he's mm -hmm. not supposed to find out about. And he's talking to them and they're all like. Oh, you didn't know about this? Well, let me tell you about this. Not like questioning who nope. this person is Not at or all. why he's here. They must have believed something was askew. And they've been building these things for how many years? And someone hasn't visited him in how many years to check out how this production is going? Like, I just, yeah. it, that whole story of like, 
I understand where they're trying to go with the clones and all that stuff, and that someone was trying to build an army, <clears throat> knowing yep. that something they were going to be net needed one day. But it was just like Obi Wan shows up and was just like, "How? What's yeah. going on here?" And they're like, "Oh, you don't know about this." <laughs> and I think that becomes one of the problems in the whole trilogy is like yeah. starts in Phantom Menace, but there's always this like Deus Ex Machina of like, "Oh." it's espionage that was always the plan and you're like yes. there's no way that this man ever pulled this off because yes. it requires accidents to happen that he could never have planned for so i think that's where the movie often when you're like no no that makes no sense they're like mm -hmm. but secret plan yeah it, it's just fascinating and so on the positive side of going to camino and yep. seeing all these things you get to meet Django fett in person yes. which is cool for all of us because again doing this review and talking about a discussion of episodes one two and three now post uh boba fett and mandalorian yep. and obviously post all the nine movies being out is the fact that we get to talk about some reminiscing and some throwbacks to the point where Django fett now plays his son boba fett in the yep. disney plus series which is something i never would have thought about honestly and this is one of the no. reasons why we don't make movies adam or tv shows is that someone thought Oh, wouldn't that make sense? Because he would look identical because yeah, it was an unaltered exactly. clone. Yep. Wouldn't that make sense to have the guy who played Boba, Django Fett play Boba, yep. Boba Fett? And I'm like, in my mind, when I heard that, I thought, oh, cool, the kid's coming back. The kid's going to play himself as an older person. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't really make any sense because the kid no. is supposed to look at what Django Fett looked like as a kid. As a kid. Yep. And so now the guy who plays Tamar something, I forget his name. Something tomorrow, tomorrow in something, whatever. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm blanking on it. But the guy who plays Boba Fett in Boba Fett's exactly. TV show um, is amazing. And you get to see the iconic Boba Fett yep. uh, ship on the movie, on this, uh, when they, they fly away and stuff like that. So it's really cool to see that stuff and see that Bo Book of Boba Fett's out. And again, one of the reasons why we did one, two, and three during Star Wars Week at Capes and Tights is because on the 25th of May is Obi-Wan Kenobi's yep. show. And this is kind of like the prequels to that as well. So this is one of the reasons we did these. And we, I mean, if we had a choice, Adam, and, and, and Boba Fett, or sorry, Obi-Wan was not coming out, we probably would be doing four, five, and six this week. But I just feel like we did this route because of the kind of a previewing what Obi-Wan's going to be doing in his TV show. Definitely. And I just wrote on here and I was like, I think what's fun with this movie too, even I tell everybody, it's not that fun to watch. But you really can see now where the Disney is focusing mm -hmm. on trying to save the storyline. And I think that's something we've talked about before. That's, you know, we, if you weren't there for the prequels or you didn't watch the cartoons, you, you don't see that like everything happening right now is trying to save the prequels. Yes. It's, it's like you said, it's bringing back not just the actor that played Django Fett, but it also is that direct line continuity. But now you think that that actor was way better than he was yes. in the prequels, because here's the truth. He was. He also was awful in the prequels mm -hmm. because the direction of all of those movies is terrible. But picking, I mean, the guy is like the legendary award-winning actor. Mm -hmm. Now that's all I think about him as. Yes. And now you just start seeing that they're trying to fix everything with using the cartoons as a bridge and it's fun, but you have to, you have to see this movie to see why you would put that much effort into saving it. Cause it's bad. Yes. And, and in this, they could do that. I mean, they did it somewhat. Cause I mean, uh, um, Jar Jar's in the clone yep. wars, right? He's or in clone wars or is he in, I think he's in the clone wars. I haven't watched the clone wars, but we're, we're talking about that. I, we're talking yep. about eventually doing a, like a synopsis for people. So they have an idea. Cause it is a long thing. And it is mm -hmm. one of those things that you, like, it's one of the things that got me, stalled out on watching i watched the first two or three episodes was yep. the fact that it is you're not your typical animation it is a very squared um yep. not rounded not it almost looks unfinished but it's the style of it and there's no wrong problem with it because yep. a lot of people love that it's just that i want to learn the stories of, uh, yep. of the clone wars tv show and, but and even that's difficult because mm -hmm. there's maybe over the entire series like 20 to 25 episodes that mm -hmm. tell you a story and many like you've probably fallen into the yep. trap i have but then you watch other ones and you're like, this has nothing to nothing do with it, anything, yeah. anything ever. They did so, like 24 episode season and they had yep. four episodes they really wanted to get done and yep. 20 episodes of just filler content, which is exactly. fine. Cause I mean, there's a lot of shows like that where you're like, what the hell did I just watch? Um, oh yeah. The annoying show where there's a cliffhanger at the end of that last episode. You're like, oh, this week I can't wait. We didn't even touch on that. What the hell? And then the next week's episode is the one that yep. actually touches on what happened two episodes ago. Same thing with Clone Wars. And again, there is a breakdown. Two different, three different websites have them. And we're going to oh, work gosh, on yeah. that. We're adding, uh, I started working on it last night just so everybody knows. So this is now 
May 5th when this episode comes out. So it should be already now because we're recording this a month in advance is a blog feature on our website or a word feature on the website. So Adam and I will throw some content on there. And that's one of those things that might make more sense for us to put our list of this is what you should watch before this, that, and the other thing on a more blog written word featured section of the website as well. So we'll do some podcasting and we'll have that. So hopefully we'll do that between now and uh, May 5th at or Star Wars week. Absolutely. Add it yeah. in there too, Cause maybe some of those articles will make sense then. And well, if we, do, if we do that, it will be in the listing of this podcast. So. Yeah. And it'll be, that'll be fun. Some, I think a lot of times you and I like have the conversation and then we're like, Oh man, I never thought about that. I never mm-hmm. thought about that. So that'll be fun for the blog. We can follow up with further theories. <laughs> And there'll be some things that we miss on the episode, which makes sense to add instead of yep. recording again and trying to time it out like that. We'll just like, oh, we'll just add it on a oh, missing pieces from episode two review or something. Sure, like sure. That. And, and so we're excited for that. That's gonna be uh, we're working on it. I forgot that the way I built the website, there was this option, and I was trying to figure out how to do it. And then I figured it out last night, but then I went to bed. So how dare we'll you work sleep. on it? Exactly. <laughs> um, the cool, so the iconic uh, Boba Fett ship was really cool. Uh, the return yep. of the moisture farm was cool to a lot yes, of us who fan that. So seeing 3PO again, the Lars family, which I'm mean, guessing we're going to see some in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is what I've heard. Yep. Um, I will say John Williams, one of the greatest composers yep. of all time, was able to put in, there's moments in this movie when Anakin is yep. doing something that he shouldn't be doing or doing something that's against the will of the, uh, yep. of the Jedi. And you hear quietly in the background, yep. done, Dun 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 and you you don't hear it like it's the song playing, but you hear it like these are the moments where Anakin's having evil thoughts, yep, and thoughts, selfish thoughts, and that's what yep. they're playing in the background. I I never picked it up until this rewatch where I'm just like, it's. I'm oh, glad wow, you playing. said it because yeah. well, even in my notes here, number one is music, music, um, because yeah, the music for these movies mm-hmm. is like it has. To, and that would be interesting for a future pod. It has to kind of be one of the like really using music as Easter eggs and mm-hmm. suggesting what's happening and what's happened before. Cause now we get that all the time, right? Yes. Every movie that comes out from Marvel, it's like, listen to the music. Yep. That was pretty wild at the time. And it was so brilliantly done. And even just to go back to the first movie for a second, yep. my, one of my favorite ever is the ending of Phantom Menace yep. where they're doing, they have the celebration parade after they save Naboo. And it, it's the Imperial March in a different key at a different pace, but it's, but it's a made in a like major note so that it's positive. Yeah. And then right. I think it's right after the credits fade out, it transitions into the actual Imperial March and like nobody even stuck around at the end of movies then to listen for stuff like that. Which I have a uh, point on. I want to make a point. It's at the, I think I have it on my notes here. I want to make a point to talk about towards the end, but I have a a thing about the sticking around thing. But the music, the other thing I want to say about the music is this year at the Oscars, and I don't want to pick apart the Oscars that much because, I mean, this year was a kind of a shit show and it has been for a number of years and awards are a big thing. I feel like awards are kind of tainted nowadays in the first place because I feel like people make movies to win awards now, not make a movie, and if it's badass, yep. it wins an award. Like, when you look at the Best Picture nominations for Oscars nowadays, a lot of them are, like, made specifically with right. the whole purpose of trying to be nominated for Best Picture. Just make movies, and if your movie's badass, they will win a Best Picture award. Like, let's yep. be honest. But the fact that they, they only air certain categories, we know that. No one really cares about best second unit or something like that. Like no one really going to like, people aren't going to know the people when they step up the stage and make a speech. So I understand them cutting it down to the point where it's a a two hour showable TV show. But this year they took out best composer off of TV. Like they took it, they they gave the award away, but they took it off of television broadcast. And to me and a bunch of people on the internet and and podcasts that let's do is, that's freaking crazy because yep. take Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, any of these classic movies that we talk about, they wouldn't honestly be half the movies they were if it wasn't for the music that's in them. Like oh, not the, at all. The, you play the songs from these three movies or three series I just mentioned, and you know what the movie is. You should not oh. give those people credit on television. And, well, like you, Star Wars is the example. I mean, George Lucas looked out by getting John Williams for his first movie. Yes. If he'd have got, and you know it, you know there were people in that room that were like, but listen what I can do on a, sympath- mm-hmm. a synthesizer. And and that people wouldn't have bought it. Like 
the music was so good that I think people were like, this has to be better than I think it is. Right. Cause as we've yeah. said, the original movie, it's fun. It's not a great dialogue written story, but the it, music is yes, perfect. Was, was perfect. And if we, if you, we're not someone who really dives into music a lot, Adam and I've actually talked about sometimes where we've, we watched an entire movie. We didn't even yep. notice there was music in them. Oh yeah. Like there's just definitely, and there's ones that you do know. I don't notice there wasn't music. Um, I am legend. The Bob yeah. Marley song is the only song in the entire movie because yep. the idea was sure. they want to seem empty and that there's nothing there, which makes sense. Yep. Um, but the Friends from Work podcast I mentioned already is check them out at friend at the FFW podcast. Yep. They're um very their music they, they like they do music for a living. And so yep. they talk different instruments that are being used and all that stuff. That's a pretty cool place to go look at if you're looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe side of it. They did do one episode on Star Wars a while back, but like just in general, they they know that stuff. However, um, it, it's not just John Williams in this. Like in The Mandalorian, I think Taylor's favorite thing about the first series of The Mandalorian was the fact that Ludwig Gorenson, whatever his name is, the composer, that Mandalorian music is just, when that music comes on at the end for oh, the yeah. credits, it's like, you're like, it's- that's The Mandalorian. Like I picture in my head when I hear that music, the Mandalorian yep. standing there. And now when I hear Darth Vader's, the songs play that during Darth Vader, like you, I picture Darth yep. Vader. When you hear the different music, it's, 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 it's fascinating. And on the music front, there's two different artists. Uh, if you Google it um, or YouTube, Life After Death Star, which is uh, a guy who did took all of Life After Death by Biggie and gotcha. mashed it up with songs from Star Wars, which is amazing. And then there's a metal group called... Um, now I can't think of the name of it. Uh, Galactic Empire. And they do metal okay. versions with no no words, obviously, but metal versions of Star Wars songs. And I love listening to those things because it's like it's taking some of the best music I've ever heard in my entire life and changing up the genres, rap, sure. metal, all that stuff. And that's the transcendingness of the Star Wars music. Yep. And so that's the one thing I wanted to gripe about the Oscars yeah. this year was, why wouldn't you pick out? best composer no, I, like seriously half these movies would be shit if it wasn't for the music i think that's a tremendous point and i think a lot why a lot of people criticize the academy awards and it's funny mm-hmm. i was sitting here while you were talking thinking about that and probably i mean you've heard it i'm sure like one of the number one descriptors you hear of star wars especially the first mm-hmm. three but first six is that it's a space opera mm-hmm. like and i've always like there's a reason the music is so intentional in this yes. is because it it's called a space opera because it was very clear that it was based on an idea. I mean, look, like it's so overly hammy performative operas are the dialogue is terrible in operas. And if you took the music away, it would be the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. Yes. It would be a bunch of babbling dialogue in a different language being sung screamed at each other with no background music, yeah. which my point of that is that imagine uh, you know, the second movie, Attack of Clones, with with no music. Oh, my God. It would be like a bad comedy with no laugh track, you know? <laughs> yes, so like- exactly. And that's, and that's, and that's so, like, the music in this movie is one of those ones I think that stood out. I mean, obviously, in the, in the original three, it does stand out a lot because that's, yeah. that's when you first hear it and first, like, get introduced to yep. the fanfare for Star Wars and all that stuff. Like, you end up hearing that. But this movie again, like I think it's like one of those things. It's not just the music itself; it's the music using it in the right time. Because yes. you yep. could easily—I mean, we, you and I could create a movie and just put music on in the background. Cool, but it's the idea that you were like, yep. okay, the thought process behind Dar- Anakin's doing something he shouldn't be doing, so we're gonna slightly add in a different version. So, like overlaying it with other yep. music the music that is around when Darth Vader is around in the original three movies. And it's like, okay, sure. that makes more sense. Cause he's going to become Darth Vader. So it's foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing. And the funny thing is because it's foreshadowing because these are prequels, but this came out afterwards. So they're able to use yep. the impact of the first three movies in this movies to foreshadow yep. the movies again. It's, it's, and I think it's fascinating. That's why the categories you've mentioned are like, are just so important. Cause I mean, like what we're saying, I think is that the story narrative of attack of the clones was not good the music narrative i mean for what it was might be one mm-hmm. of the best ever it might be what has started the whole thing of how modern you know music is used in film and so i think yeah i think that's we we said at the beginning kind of what's a good takeaway the music is amazing yeah and and, and that's something we can say about all of them which is so right. so here's the deal the music was amazing so everything else is lacking on the music but uh, again yeah. a nostalgia thing to see is we saw the the plans the dark the death star Again, yes. 
it's more to some people it's more fan service who have never seen star wars and they're watching it one through exactly. nine it's more like you're like you don't care to that moment yep. in that movie means jack shit to a lot of people because oh yeah if you haven't, if you haven't seen it because it's just a it's just a picture of a floating planet so you don't yep. know that it eventually becomes this big feature in multiple movies yep. over the time which is just cool to see that um Anakin's transformation is cool. Like I like oh, to see the him going, yeah. but like and when Padme falls when they're flying and they're chasing after him uh, yeah. after Count Dooku, and he said Anakin wants to turn around and stop the fight to save the woman that he loves. Yeah, shows his start to be more selfish and think about himself. Yeah, and not like it's not she's he's not trying to save Padme for Padme. He's trying to save Padme for himself. And yes. the the fact that you know Jedi's are supposed to be more thinking about the broader good and not themselves. Uh, was cool. and they're supposed to be celibate yes they are <laughs> uh, weird um we wouldn't get luke though so exactly um, um the let's talk a little bit before we finish up here because i think we can we can probably roll it up no i guess we got a little time but like is yoda yeah so when you talk the first movie, and we talked about it a lot a lot of people were were, were kind of upset with the use of cgi in the first movie. yes and that there was a lot of CGI in that movie. And then you come back and you have the opportunity to introduce Yoda again into the yep. series in a point where he's actually like doing something other than just sitting on a chair. Right. And it's a hundred percent CGI. Like yep. there is no Yoda in this movie. That's an actual physical nope. puppet. It's 100% CGI. Here's the question though, Adam, if it was made in order and episode one came out in 1999 this one came out in 2002 yep. and then so on and so on. And then nine movies went from there. Would Yoda have been CGI the entire time? Oh man. I believe I, it would have. I, I think that he's such a creature that they could have created. And they made it to yep, create in a certain way. Probably. That there was no reason for them to make a puppet, especially if, if he does the actions once he's using, right. when he's using the force power to make it so that he like it's, it, it is a funny thing to a lot of people who don't understand that the force is making him fight like helping him fight yes exactly this guy walking around with a cane all of a sudden now can do flips and backflips and and, and shit like that but yep. obviously it's the force that's helping him do that of and course he's not going to use the force the entire time um yep. on the thing it's the same thing if anybody has listened to it a few weeks back uh Polly and i you know, since recording this, we haven't recorded yep. yet, but we will be. It's talking Doctor Strange and the fact that Doctor Strange could have fixed his hands with using his his abilities right. and his magical powers. Um, but he'd have to focus on and do that instead of saving people. So Yoda yeah. uses his knowledge most of his time and then uses his force powers when he needs to to help him fight. Um, but I think that he would have been CGI. I think he would have been CGI the entire time, like Boba, like like Jar Jar Binks. Uh, he would have been CGI because like, it would have been saving money and it would have been easier. It for would, and that for the first attempt where they used a puppet was awful. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, it was so bad, which is really interesting too. Cause I mean, how did they lose the technology from the it's first okay. Yoda and exactly. then not, and then not even manage to make him the, the first puppet they tried yeah. in the look like him. I mean, it was wild. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And while we're on the Yoda subject, one of my favorite things, there's a lady Yoda in one of these movies that's on the Jedi Council. And I can't remember if it's Phantom Menace or Revenge of the Sith. But when you bring up Yoda, one of my yeah. favorites is always, we always act like there's just Yoda out there. And yes. clearly there was this lady Yoda yeah. that was friends with him. So I think I want to know more about the lady Yoda too. And that's one of the things we get with this Disney's Plus thing. Can we get a Yoda story, like, which would be amazing. Course, just a straight on awesome. Yoda story with like Yoda, like not small as, as Grogu or baby Yoda, but like, in between that year, like, you know, Yoda's obviously yeah. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old, whereas Grogu is only, like, what they say, like 50-something years old. It's so, like that in between there and figuring out the whole thing and his species and learning a little bit more about that. Like, that stuff to me is, like, easy to touch. You won't have to worry about touching anything else because yeah. there hasn't even been a comic book about that. Like, no. think about that. Like, you'd think that they would do that by now. Yoda is a character that you could reintroduce to people. And baby Yoda has brought people back into looking yeah. at something with big green with well, big ears. Maybe... Maybe Grogu will find out that he's cloned from Yoda. And then mm -hmm. when he gets his own series, he'll go try to find out about Yoda. And then we'll the get all the mysteries. The Yoda Clone right. Wars, because there's like the clones yes. of Yoda, but like a whole battle, like a whole Which, army. <laughs> while we're on that, why would you clone this weird bounty hunter to be your clone army instead of cloning Yoda to be your army? Because a little tiny army of Yodas, it would have been done. 
but no, I found this guy. I hired him off of Craigslist. He's a bounty hunter. He's pretty good at what he does. Let's clone well, him. Well, here's the thought is, 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 is you have to have someone with, with suspect morals. Yes. To have them. So they're allowing someone to clone yep. them also with a humongous ego. Yeah. Yeah. That you're like, Hey, by the way, and, and you think about it, it's kind of crazy to think about it, the thought process that if you say you were single, Adam, you were just by yourself and you're like, I've always wanted yeah, yeah. a kid, but I just haven't had a kid yet. And you have this opportunity to become cloned. You probably would ask for an unaltered clone for yourself so that you have it. But in the same sense, I'm like, that's weird because it's a mini you. Like my son's a mini me, but he's not. He's going to have his own personality, his own way of talking, his own pulse. Like it's his own self. He's not a physical clone of me. It's not like when he grows up, we're going to looking in the mirror. It's creepy to me that that Boba Fett is that character. Uh, It's just, yeah, I understand your whole thing. But like this really weird random dude who's a bounty hunter it's not even like you could get someone from like right that's like a, on the galactic council or or some well, like, sort of like yeah well or i'm just or even if you're doing this there, i mean we've all seen the star wars galaxy there's gotta be there's gotta be a million better people out there with bad morals even than boba fett because actually until we get our new shows he's a terrible bounty hunter. yes he's awful he fails at everything he does and if you read the comic books, he fails even more. Like there's the comic books that are putting out right now by Charles Soule on at Marvel Star Wars. It's between when Boba Fett or um, um, Han Solo goes into uh, Carbonite and yep. when he ends up at um, what the hell's his name? Uh, uh, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Jesus. Yep. Jabba the Hutt's palace. It's between then and actually, so Boba Fett helps deliver him to Boba, Boba Fett or uh, Jabba the Hutt. But there's a time in the middle there, according to the comic books, that he lost him, that he actually didn't have possession of him. So he even like was able to like supposed to move him from point A to point B, and he lost him in the meantime. So he's a yeah, horrible yeah. bounty hunter in that sense. So, yeah. uh, and as you see on the show, he's not even not that good. Yep. He hires other people to do it. Um, but yeah, Which would explain why they all miss when they shoot and why that becomes a whole thing into the stormtroopers mm-hmm. later. It's just they started with junky code, just keeps getting worse. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, I have fun facts to talk about, and that Ooh. is a perfect one. Senator Senator Amidala, or Padme, is the best shot other than Princess Leia. She almost never misses, and this is a reference to her daughter, Leia, who also almost never misses. Yep. That's a pretty fun one. Um, maybe, oh, so- maybe Padme had some force powers. Maybe that's why she was so attracted to exactly. dirty, little, dirty little Annie. Can Oh, I don't know the the, the whole, the I movie, had to say that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The movie. So here's the thing that I thought process on this thing is I've always, and we've talked about this, about how we like to watch things that have multiple universe things. So you can watch everything involved in it. The movie didn't leave me wanting to a third movie. If that makes any sense. No, like I wanted to know how star Wars got Darth Vader. So that's the only right. reason that's because I saw the original trilogy. The original trilogy didn't exist. I don't know if I would have given two craps about what Anakin's life would have been after this movie. And that's part of the writing and the story. And that's part of the reason why I like, I'm a defender of George Lucas. I think he created a world that is one of the best worlds and universes in the entire history. Um, But he had some misses and that's, that's fine. I, I, you know, Marvel created the incredible Hulk. They created Thor dark world. We understand there are times where movies are not a hundred percent misses on things. And I think the majority of this movie was a miss to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think in the end, now that we've seen the tri- the prequels, it's like, okay, okay, I want to see that gap between how Anakin finished this movie right. with Pad- marrying Padme to... That's the other thing is, why did they have to get married? Well, that's why I said I didn't know if I wanted to step into the whole that whole relationship yeah. thing. But yeah, there's not a single part of that storyline that makes they any sense. They already were pregnant with a child. Right. So what was the point of like, like, okay, you're not supposed to have a relationship with someone. So not only are we going to have this secret relationship, we're going to have the secret relationship, which is governed by a marriage. Right. And, and then also how does like, I mean, I guess they're hiding the marriage, Mm -hmm. but, but none of the Jedis are able to sense that he's now married and having sex, which is one of the like main tenets of things he's not supposed to do. Correct. And then I still, I mean, I don't think we'll ever get past that. It's the creepiest relationship yes. you'll ever see on screen. Because I don't know who's more of the predator. Like, it's, Yes. Which it makes a little bit more sense if they had skipped episode one. Yes. And gone oh, God, to this yes. because they're, they're, they, they basically didn't age up Padme. Yeah. And they drastically aged up Anakin. It's yes. so like Anakin sped up his age. So now if you look, if you met Padme and Anakin in this movie for the first time, 
you would just assume they're trying to tell us that they're four or five years apart. Exactly. Right. But if you saw the, basically the one where like Padme would be his babysitter. Yep. And it's now so, they're married and have kids and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, and, it, and that's a decision that George Lucas made. It's not like it's like a history thing where like basically no. not the truth. This is a casting it's decision. George, here's a George Lucas. Great. Like you said, moment. And it's, it's George Lucas wrote it and then made Hayden Christensen say it, which is the, I'm haunted by the thought of the kiss you never should have given me. No one should have written that line. It should have gone through no level of editing that that line should no. have continued. And you never, ever should have given it to a person that you hired whose career is going to be based on this. Yes. I mean, it's it's so bad. It, it's I, I don't understand it. But again, the whole relationship thing. And it makes sense. It, it makes here's is is Padme part to blame for him becoming Darth Vader? I think so. Because I mean, that's she, why I said she knew he wasn't supposed to be doing this, but still let him do it. Like I would, what? I would hope to feel like that my wife would say if I wasn't supposed to get married and have a kid because of whatever right. religion. It's a technically, I mean, Jedi. Technically, they say it's a religion, right? I mean, being a Jedi is a. Sure. For the, it's a, it's, it's like universe, a it's yeah. like a priest not getting married. In, in, there in you Catholic go. Yeah, church. exactly. Like, wouldn't if I was a priest and I met Taylor, wouldn't she as a? I would hope as a normal. Right upright standing universe person in this universe would say no justin you cannot do that because of your beliefs yet she right. allowed it to happen she allowed them to have well, sex they allowed them to have babies and, and, married and all this stuff it's like with your priest analogy i mean that's perfect because it's yeah. like okay fine like the priest guy he decides to have sex but he can't be a priest now yep. right because that's one of the rules mm -hmm. but she knew that except that the problem with Padme's character is she really likes the fact that he's a priest yes so so she's knowingly doing the one thing that's going to get him kicked out. So yeah, like you said, I mean, she's clearly to blame. I mean, she's mm -hmm. a horrible decision maker. <laughs> it's just fascinating. And she, I mean, she was like running things. <laughs> like she was a, oh, she's a politician. There you go. That's why it was like that. She didn't give a shit. She's a politician. And maybe that's it. But I mean, oh my God, I hate sand. It's coarse and everywhere, but that's oh, not like you. You're yeah. smooth. And, yeah. and now that's the line where she's yeah. like, oh, take me, Annie, take me. <laughs> I bet your wife likes that. Take me, That's Annie. why. Did you hear me when I said Annie <laughs> yes. before I went Annie? Ken. Ken. That's weird. That's weird when I say Annie. I'm never saying that again. Um, so as we, it's, it, it's a weird thing and it grows and it grows and it grows. And, and, and then it becomes even more weird when, 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 when in episodes four, five, and six, when, when George has his sister and brother kiss, like that's okay. So like, like that's the thing you could have avoided. It does, was not necessary. There's nothing. I mean, obviously you could have this tension of them wanting to like each other. Cause they don't know. We can talk about that when we get to that movie, but like <laughs> you didn't need to have them kiss. Like, I mean, was is the, was it poor writing or is there a deeper pathology there? Because man, point, yeah. at every instance by the same writer, I see stories of, of incest being like right up at the top of the list. Hey, we should do this really cool thing about the Sith. We could, but I got this incest idea. So like, you know, and maybe. maybe well, I mean, good. I guess like, we're talking about this, but like. <laughs> There's Game of Thrones out there too. So Exa like, well, like, exactly. So like, and let me it's... clarify that, like, I'm joking. I don't think George. The problem is with George Lucas was that there was no plan for the writing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it is a little but, weird. But the other part about it is that he made four, five, and six, and then yeah. he made these movies. I, so he could have yeah. learned from a mistake right. in four, five, and six this, by having a siblings of, kiss instead of doubling then, down. <laughs> going, hey, you saw me have siblings kiss. Let me have an older person start hitting on a younger yeah. person and see what happens who, who began grooming him when he was six yes. years old and she was 14 yes. like <laughs> oh god god this so, is the story of oh it's gross so we can so at the end of this should we retitle all these movies star wars episode two the predator um yes. oh god this is a story of child grooming and <laughs> pedophilia and entrapment now i'm, I'm just going to be sad but Oh, the question I had earlier that I wanted to talk about right now before we finish up is yep. in the world we live in with MCU fan of films, and now there's 27, 28 of those, and yep. the post-credit scene. Do you think that these three movies would have had post-credit scenes if they were made today? To kind of, oh, like 14 of them. I think it would have been they, great. I think it would have made me go, oh my gosh, and stay in the theater. So you watch the whole awarding of the thing at the end of episode one. You're seeing all that stuff. And then they give you a glimpse of like, 
Hayden Christensen being cast, like I'm sure they had him already cast and at least talks time about Hayden Christensen yep. being Anakin as an older person and having this whole transition of things, having these right. funny things, or you get a funny thing or a serious thing that give you like, oh my God, I got to see episode two. I got to see episode three. And yep. I think we would have had that. Oh, I think George Lucas probably kicked himself the first time somebody else did that because mm -hmm. I feel like George Lucas would put credits in the middle of the movie yes. just to yes. have another opportunity yeah. to do after credit scenes. He would have started the encore. It wouldn't have been a post-credit scene. It would have been encore. The, entire the, crawling, the crawling text is actually credits and it starts there. Yeah. Well, it would, been, it would have been like, oh, you think we're done? Here's the credits. And then there's another 20 minutes of the movie. Not just like a three minute like credit, that post-credits. It would have been another oh, man, 20 minutes of writing. Um, but it would have been great. And at the end of episode three would have been great because you could have done a post-credit scene that led into yep. episode four, even though episode four everybody knows is coming. Like it's like, Which would have been, been like- brilliant. Yes. yes, it would have been like a thing. You're like, oh, obviously, I know Chewie's gonna do this with Han Solo and all this crap. Like, you would have seen that coming, but it would have been like, oh wait, that is kind of cool because they gave you a post credit yep. scene that doesn't, you know. And they didn't even do it in the new Star Wars movies, right? I mean, I don't think they. I'm surprised because I'm like that would have been that seems like the genre that you do it with. Yeah. You're not gonna do it in a again. I mentioned a Notebook earlier. You're not gonna do it in a Notebook style movie. Nope. You're gonna you're gonna. It's only in these style movies. But I feel like the post credit scene is sometimes overused and now they're doing the mid credit and post credit. And we mentioned right, it, right, right. the Spider-Man one where it was like the second post credit, the, the mid credit was good. The, the post credit yeah. was just a trailer. So like, I don't understand that one, but like, if it makes sense to do it into, into put questioning in people's mind, like what the has it happened next episode? That was cool to me. So I wish they would have done that with star Wars. And I that, feel like if George movie. Lucas had done end credit scenes, he would have just introduced five different toys Yes. In every that would have been the it like was, the post scene would have, would have been the characters fighting as action figures. Uh, like, oh, look at this, uh, <laughs> and it's actually it's George Lucas doing it <laughs> like spaceballs. <laughs> oh, oh man. that would have been great. We've come um, full circle to spaceballs, man. Exactly. There you go. So, um, don't ever let someone watch spaceballs before they see Star Wars because no. all they'll think is Star Wars is an unfunny version of spaceballs. Uh, yes. So we finished last episode with some fun facts. I'm going to go rattle off a couple of fun facts cool. here. When Anakin Skywalker, or yeah, Anakin, is slaughtering the Tusken Raiders, Koi John's voice is actually being heard in the background. This is not an accident. Uh -huh. According to Star Wars canon, he is the force ghost that tries to stop Anakin's rage, but failed. Which is kind of cool. Pretty cool. Uh, just before Anakin goes on the search for his mother on Tatooine, he has a conversation with Senator Amidala. The camera pans and shows the shadows as they talk. Anakin's shadow resembles Darth Vader, but according cool. to the DVD commentary, it's a Vader-like shadow is not on purpose. It was just a coincidence. Ooh. That's creepy to me because I'm like, that's like the actual force is looking at that. Yes. Uh, when Jango Fett gets into his ship after the fight with Obi-Wan, he bangs his head on a partially open door. This was intentional and is a reference to the famous scoop from Star Wars Episode Four, yep. A New Hope in 1977, where the stormtrooper accidentally bangs his head on the door. That's what I thought we talked about last episode, which was awesome um, yes. that they actually did that. And that's a funny reference. That's one of those things well, where I'm like, those are the bet, great ones where like, I bet they did it and didn't even tell it. Like George, like they kept it in there and didn't even tell George because George would have been like, no, that's my mistake. I can't have yep. that happen. But yeah. Or he's just smart enough to lean into his mistakes. I say I that, but so. then, but then we just watched Attack of the Clones, and I, I, I'm not really sure what he's leaning into. So, on the lightsaber aspect, there oh, is yeah. no mythical significance to Mace Windu's lightsaber. Samuel L. Jackson's mm -hmm. favorite color is purple, and yep. that's why he thought it'd be cool. That's all it is. Hayden Christensen is the only actor in Star Wars movie history who didn't get to choose his design of his lightsaber. Ooh. It's because. Christensen was stuck with the one that's being used in episode four. For of course, it's right. It's not the exact same one, but it's very similar to that one. And because he becomes a character that's in that movie, they had to use that same lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, like Ewan McGregor did in Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace, Hayden Christensen's, Christensen's made lightsaber noises the first time he held one. Uh, after, after chuckling with the young stars, George Lucas informed him they probably had people in sound effects who could do a better job in post-production. <laughs> That's that would be awesome That's if you're just sitting funny. going. Pew, pew, pew. I, I would do it. Like, yeah, of course. Uh, the only Star Wars movie where a camera shot tilts up after the opening scroll of the scene. The rest of them huh. actually scroll down. There's well, no I'm significance gonna... to that. I'm guessing it was just an oversight, in my opinion. 
but probably because afterwards they were like man the one time we tried panning up the whole movie fell apart so yeah don't ever pan up again (laughs) the according to the animation director rob coleman not a single clone trooper suit was ever actually built every clone trooper (laughs) in this film was computer generated which is kind of cool and on the nose for them being clones but that wants me to finish up with the CGI conversation. And if anybody yeah. was watching uh, Moon Knight now, uh, or the Moon Knight's over now by the time we talk about this, uh, right. or no, it's ending over the next few weeks. Yep. Um, but we have now, since this episode's recorded, been able to watch one or two episodes. And the CGI yep. was a conversation in some people's episodes. And it's great. I don't, there's no problem with Noah's. It's just brought up on the Friends from Work podcast I was listening to this week. They talked about yep. how they hope it doesn't trend to movies, TV shows, things relying too much on CGI when it's not necessary. Right. And, and so what we mainly are speaking about in this movie, it showed up a bunch of times was when can't count Dooku's Dooku's walking across in that like rock formation with all the bugs yep. before the, the, the battles of, of the uh, execution style thing yep. was that it, it looks like he's someone in a fifth grade class, put a yes. screen screen behind him and yep. made him walk. I think CGI stormtroopers, CGI, CGI clone troopers, CGI bugs animals and in the fight scene between uh dooku and yoda are necessary because you yep. can't tell they're mythical creatures like the mythical things are not right. really there so they can look somewhat cgi because that could be what they look like in real life yep, exactly to look at but background sceneries where you don't have to have them be that way yep. and the biggest complaint was on hawkeye at the end of the season they're standing on a bridge and they're looking out at like the city and that is not really them looking out on the bridge it's it's right it's cgi and like why that needs to be done yep. they film on set all the time why can't they just yep. any time during the entire filming they could have filmed that one scene of them doing that yep. and had a real life actual picture uh and it's gotten better now we've talked about it a little bit is in the mandalorian they use that big screen where they actually project something on the screen they yep. walk in front of it so there's less cgi and more practical slash special effects right. in that um but I don't have a problem with them using CGI to create clone troopers. Like no. it makes more sense. It's cheaper. Yep. They do a good One job is... when you see the big upscale of all them standing that they don't actually put them in perfect lines. Like they actually make them look a little off. So like they're not standing yep. like you thought they were thousands of people, um, but it's necessary. And sometimes. One, I mean, like we said in the previous episode, but let's put this movie in its time to like nothing, nothing with CGI has ever been done anything like Attack of the Clones. I mean, Attack of the Clones is like Phantom Menace on steroids. And so, like, to while there's so much of it that is shaky, I feel like nobody else had done it, right? So Star Wars did it. Yes. And, and so as much as it actually didn't work well, um, I think film in general learned a lot of lessons mm-hmm. of, like, you know, yeah, CGI is cheaper, but people's brains just don't like it. So... <laughs> And there's a balance. There's a mixture. There's exactly. A, there's, a, there's, there's a place where you can do it in a place, excuse me, where you don't need to do it. And I think yep. exactly that if you and I are having a conversation and that's all it is, we're in a room, it's you and yep. me, there's no reason for you to be CGI. If we're having a battle scene where you're like, this suit would might not work this way, it's not going to work very well, then obviously it can be CGI. Or if you're yep. trying to produce an entire stand full of people, like your, your pod racing, right. like that doesn't have oh, to, you don't have to get a thousand extras to do this multiply people do some editing and all yep. that stuff it makes sense to fill in the gaps to add the lightsaber effect to do all that stuff you kind of need that but right. there's times where if you can practically do it uh one of the biggest pluses to jurassic park is the practical effects mixed with special yes. effects in those movies were almost perfect in my opinion i could yep. think it's like the best they've ever done they actually use a real t-rex head yep like a real t-rex they have use a practical effects head it was a real t-rex um, and they use special effects to finish out the rest of the stuff and so on. Like yep. it makes sense to me when the, the same thing with these ones, like Yoda being practical when he's sitting at yes. the council, like sitting there or talking to Mace Windu, it would have made more sense for him to be an actual practical person, practical effect versus a CGI one. I just feel like he looked yep. CGI in moments where he didn't. And where I, CGI. where I say we can see now with Disney, how I think they've, they've finally found this kind of balance is, you know, where in the, recent episodes of uh, book of Boba Fett, mm. but you know, Luke is of course fully CGI. Yeah. And so they make Yoda a practical effect yes. always. And so that balance works. Like, like you said, like I I'm okay with the CGI Luke because Yoda's not CGI. Correct. But that's one of the few instances where, like you said, the other times 
CGI would be perfect for Yoda. But like in that instance, Disney knew exactly how to do that scene to make it work. So there's a a balance there. And I think George is not to blame for this because again, I think in the early 2000s, when you have the ability to use this modern technology that no one else is using in movies as much as he was, why wouldn't you use it? Your price is going to go down in your film. You're going to get able to get yep. do things you shouldn't be able to do. And, and it, it makes more sense to do them this way. But yep. there's a balance. I feel like you already have a Absolutely. Yoda costume somewhere and someone can make a Yoda, make yep. it look good. Uh, it's obviously, you're not going to have, what's his name? Nope. Frank, is it Frank Oz? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're not going to have him as, like, just run around yeah. doing things or something. Obviously, he doesn't. But I, I think you're right. And I kind of our full circle as we're getting into the end is that, you know, if you look for positive things in this, it may be really hard at times to watch the CGI, but understand that this is it. This is the movie that like launches. I mean, CGI was out there. This becomes a whole other thing. Isn't this also one of the first two digital releases? Yes. yes. Um, so, like, it's massive. And maybe the writing and the acting and the directing fell away a bit, but the tech side of it was really bold and really innovative because nobody else would do that. Mm-hmm. And this does say something to the idea that you don't, if you're a movie creator, like Kevin Smith has talked about, like he sometimes now writes movies, but doesn't direct or produce them sure. because he is focusing on one thing or the other. Yep. I do feel like there's something to be said about picking an alley and doing it. And the same thing with my yeah, favorite totally. comic book artist is Scotty Young. And he has a new comic book coming out too. And he's a, he was started out as an artist. He became a writer. He's writing this and letting someone else draw it because he yeah. realizes that one of the two things is going to slack if he does both of them. And right. so George Lucas is one of those things is that like maybe he should have, He I think the theory was that he wasn't supposed to direct all these, that he was trying to find directors for these movies and that yeah. no one really wanted to touch them. Exactly. And and ruin them and be that person. And yep. so George Lucas ended up doing it. And the whole time he's like, oh, I was going to do it the whole time, which I think is BS. But um, I, I do maybe you should have focused on the writing part of it and not the directing part. Let the two mix together or have a yep. writing team, him and some other people. No, and maybe it would have turned out a little bit different. And I, But, but uh, like you said, if you've watched the documentaries, it seems like he felt like that too in yes. the beginning. So. so, but yeah, that's episode two of it's so weird yeah. to say this because we call every one of our it's, episodes episodes and this is episode two so this is the attack of the clones yes um which is cool i like, do like how they added the name of the actual films two things like obviously star wars is star wars but it yep. is also called the new hope now um they kind of it wasn't part of when the original film they came up the screen it just said star exactly wars, but, um, but it's a new hope now and this was the attack of the clones last one was phantom menace the next yep. is revenge of the sith um we'll see how that goes right we will so yeah, my recommendation on this movie is there's edited versions of it on YouTube that make it way shorter. Watch those. Yes, yes, yes. Which is kind of funny. We mentioned I was listening that the new star, new um, uh, Doctor Strange. Actually, when this hits, hits tomorrow, and cool. it's two hours and four minutes long. Adam, how a movie made in two thousand post two thousand twenty is crazy. just around two hours. I know, it's fascinating to me. Because every other movie seems to be now two hours and forty five minutes or three hours long. Oh, it absolutely it absolutely is. I was going to say the fact that we've we've been pushed enough to say that a little over two hours is is short shows you how out of control it is. Because I'm like you, ninety minute movie, man. Yes, ninety minutes, hour hour and forty five minutes, perfect. Exactly. Give me enough time to sit down. I can go two hours without taking a pee. Yeah, let's make this happen in the future. But. Uh, I, so again, Star Wars to me is always, I'm going to watch this movie over and over and over oh, yeah. and over again. It's just, and it's because of the name. I feel like if this didn't have the name attached to it, it might be one of those movies that were watched once and forgotten yep. about. So, well, no, um, and this one, do you just watch it, make fun of it, have fun? <laughs> so, episode three is next. And then is. That was, this is Star Wars week. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, all those things. And um, I don't know. May the force be with you, Adam. And also with you. <laughs>